Hi, and welcome to the Church Builder Podcast with Pastor Dale O'Shields. My name is Steve Rivera, along here with Jody Early. We're part of the team here at Church of the Redeemer, and we are interviewing today Pastor Dale O'Shields. We're so excited. And today our topic is spiritual leadership. First of all, Pastor Dale, welcome. We're so excited to have you here to ask you some questions today. Well, it's great to be here. It's always a joy to sit down and talk about things that help us to grow in our leadership. So hopefully today will be a beneficial lesson for all of us. Yeah, so today we're talking about spiritual leadership and there's a lot of uh, topics and books and conversations happening about organizational leadership. But today our focus really is spiritual leadership. We wanna talk about the value of spiritual leadership. Just as we get started, do you wanna talk about just the overall, the value of that spiritual leadership in our own lives, being in ministry and being ministry leaders, how valuable is that in our lives? Well, actually, it's very important to realize that when we're involved in ministry, we do have a responsibility of leadership, but it's a unique kind of leadership. It's not only organizational leading people, but it's spiritual. And oftentimes, I remind people that uh, you know to be a spiritual leader, you actually have to be spiritual, which is amazing to think about. Yeah. So yeah. there's a certain dimension of spirituality yeah. that goes along with yeah. it that brings into the, to our lives the dimension of God's power at work in and through us, the acknowledgement of our weakness and his strength, and also the capacity to be sensitive to his voice to his spirit as we do lead people and as we disciple people to grow in their faith. Yeah, I think, you know, in today's day and age, I feel a lot of churches even look to uh, corporate America and a lot of best practices like in the corporate world and, you know, maybe talking about corporate leadership, so to speak, versus spiritual leadership and maybe the differences or even how they complement one another. Absolutely. You know, I think we've had a lot of resources over the last 20, 30 years that have been released about leadership in the church. And uh, I think it's been, been very beneficial from the standpoint of the corporate model, the understanding at some level that we do provide a, a level of organizational leadership that sometimes has been missing in the past. But in addition to that, which is actually more important than that, is where are we leading people? And we're leading people actually into a relationship with God. We're not just running an organization, certainly not running a business, but we're actually leading people to faith in Christ, relationship with Christ, growing in God's Mm -hmm. word, relationships with one another. And so that's that's a unique kind of dimension of leadership that goes beyond just running a business and looking at a bottom line and those kinds of things. What are some maybe practical characteristics or things that you would say like these are when it comes to developing spiritual leadership? Yeah, I think for me, when I think about it, being a spiritual leader, I realize that to be a spiritual leader, as I mentioned a moment ago, I first have to have a level of spirituality to my own mm-hmm. life. I have to have a meaningful personal relationship with Jesus. I think a lot of us really, we obviously get into trouble when we begin to lean to uh, our natural gifts or natural abilities, and we forget to lean into God and yeah. find relationship with Him. And so we start actually operating on the basis of just uh, our skills or whatever capacities we have from a human standpoint, and we don't maintain that vital relationship with Jesus. So the first thing I would remind folks of, and as I remind myself of on a regular basis, is I need Jesus every day in my life. I need a personal, vital relationship with him, a vital time in God's word every day, not just to prepare a message for next weekend or whenever. I need Jesus time. And I think when we have that Jesus time, it puts everything in perspective. It provides us connection to a power source that we can't have any other way. And so I would say spiritual leadership really does start with having the spiritual disciplines in place in your own life. If you don't have those disciplines in place in your own life, you can't lead other people in those disciplines. That's great. Speaking of which, what are some of those spiritual disciplines that you would really just encourage anyone listening who has any kind of spiritual leadership? What what are some of those disciplines that you would encourage them to develop? You know, it's called the fundamentals. And, you know, who uh, was it? The, one of the famous football coaches, I believe it was Vince Lombardi, who made the statement when he would start his football season every year. He has all these guys who played football literally for years 
and now he's coaching these pros and he starts his very first practice every year by holding a football up and say, gentlemen, this is a football. And so he reminds them of we've got to get back to the basics. And there really, there's some basic things in our spiritual journey that we cannot do well without. We just can't survive spiritually. Those things are basics. Okay, number one, I need to spend time with Jesus every day. I need a relationship with him where I'm opening the Bible and reading from God's word and reflecting on it. I like to do that in the mornings. It's my beginning time with God that I spend that time with him. And and I'm not talking about in a religious sort of way, okay, I check that off today, but I mean a meaningful relational aspect of things. I like to journal. I think journaling is a vital part of what is God saying to me through this passage? What am I learning? Obviously, spending time in prayer, reflection, personal worship, those kinds of things. I think also is another discipline that's vital to us as as just some personal dedicated times of fasting that we have as a part of our lives. We could talk about, I I think being in community is important, having relationships that are meaningful and enriching for your life. All these are just the basics of Christian living that, again, sometimes we're trying to guide other people in a spiritual journey that we're not taking ourselves. I think it's extremely important mm. that we're making sure that we're taking the journey so that we can guide people on the journey. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Excellent. When you talk about these spiritual disciplines, there's different seasons in life, maybe practically just kind of sharing from your own life, some of those rhythms that you've um, that have been helpful for you. Yeah. I, you know, rhythm is a really good word, J.D. I like that word because a rhythm is a pattern you get into that now becomes just a part of your life. It's a rhythm. It's a flow. And I think all of us have rhythms that we've already established. You kind of know when you're out of your rhythm. You kind of like, it feels a little bit weird because things aren't, maybe you have a little change in your life and the rhythm's not there. But a rhythm spiritually is just a pattern that you get into that you realize this is what I do with my life. This is how I live my life. So many times in scripture, we see people who experience amazing things from God in their life, but it happens in the context of just doing the daily rhythm of life because they have a relationship with God. I'm reminded of Zechariah when he was received that amazing prophecy about the birth of John the Baptist. He was just doing what he normally was supposed to do as a priest in the house of God. And so in the midst of his rhythm of relationship with God, God did an incredible thing in his life. And so I think we underestimate the power of consistency, the power of rhythm, the power of just doing the same the right things over and over again. I can't remember. I think it was Eugene Peterson that said, we have a long obedience and extended direction. I'm not quoting him correctly there, but our obedience is just for the long haul. We just stay in something consistently. I think that rhythm is vital. That's great. I was actually thinking about how if we develop these personal spiritual disciplines in our own life, it translates into spiritual impact, right? The spiritual disciplines actually are what gives us the power to make the spiritual impact in people's lives, right? Can you talk a little bit more about that? A shallow relationship with God produces shallow results, okay? You have to have depth, and because depth is what creates weight, okay? And uh, weight is, I don't mean, talk, not talking obviously physical weight, yeah. but I'm talking about weight in terms of spiritual weight. And real leadership, spiritual leadership relates to having a spiritual weight about you that when you lead, when you guide, when you direct, when you attempt to help other people, when you preach or teach or whatever you might do, it's coming from a well that is there. The writer David says, my cup overflows. Uh, Goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life. I believe that one of the most powerful things that can happen in our life is to have such a rich well of our relationship with God that our ministry is really an overflow of something Mm -hmm. deeper inside of us, that people sense there's a weight, there's a sense of God at work in and through this situation and through this leadership. Leading others and helping them to become who God has created them to be. What are some ways that maybe those that are listening and they have a team, whether it's a staff or volunteers, 
And, you know, obviously they want to grow as leaders, but they're thinking about, I really want my team and those that I'm leading and those under my care to grow as spiritual leaders. What are some things that you could speak into for them? Always remember that people come before process, okay? People are always the most important thing. The highest thing that we need to value in ministry is we value people. God so loved the world, that world represents people. And so if we don't have a love for people, a passion for people, a care for people, we will never really be able to invest in them spiritually. We can do all the right spiritual things, but people will know that you don't care, okay? And so what you want to have is a sense of care and concern about those that you lead, that you're actually concerned about them reaching their highest and best for God. And so now if I know, for example, that I want Jody or Steve to reach their highest and best for God, then now suddenly that passion in me will produce the best response out of me to guide and direct them. Because Jody, you're different from Steve, and Steve, you're different from Jody, and so we're all different. And so we have to have the wisdom of God to know how to disciple people because everybody's mm-hmm. a little bit different, you yeah, know? Yeah. But we, we value them in such a way that we're able to say, okay, let me see and sense a vision for that person of the potential that's in them, and now what can I do to draw that potential out so they can become everything that God wants them to be? So it's care, I think. Really love and care for people is really motivates. It's, it's hard to do wrong when you really love somebody, okay? Love is really a valuable thing and motivating us to show spiritual journeys toward people, moving them forward. Awesome. Well, on that note, we're going to take a pause real quick. And Pastor Joel, thank you for your answers on that. We're going to continue on that topic here in just a moment. Right now, let's pause for more information on your resources. Our United Pastors Network is a gathering for pastors, leaders, and church teams with a heart to provide valuable resources and relationships that will strengthen you, your teams, and your churches. It's happening May 18th through the 20th at Church of the Redeemer in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Early registration is open, so don't wait. Register at unitedpastorsnetwork.com. That's unitedpastorsnetwork.com. Right now, let's get back to the rest of today's episode. We're back here with Pastor Dale talking about spiritual leadership and Jody, and uh, we're talking about developing others and the importance of just how to develop other leaders underneath us spiritually, because it's such a valuable, it's what we do, right? We're in ministry, we're in church life. So you were talking about how the value of us investing in them and how some practical things that we can do to invest in the leaders that um, God has entrusted into us. Yeah, I think it's uh, important to realize again, to provide leadership in the church it involves spiritual leadership. It's not just leadership. Leadership is valuable. We need to understand everything we can about how we lead people, lead organizations. But at the end of the day, my what I'm going to stand before God and give an account for is, did I move people forward in a relationship with Christ? Right. It's not, did I run a great organization? Right. But God can run an organization a lot better than I can, so he's never going to be impressed with my organizational skills. So what he's going to be looking for in my life at the end of the day is, did I reproduce mm-hmm. something valuable of Christ and other people? You read Paul's apostles, and what does he talk about? You are my, my reward. He talked mm-hmm. about people and things that he invested in. He didn't talk about how great of an organizer he was or the five uh, principles to grow a church. He talked about Mm -hmm. lives that were changed by the power of God at work through him. Now, did he have organizational skills? I would have loved to have sat around and watched Paul organize things. I'm sure he's a very great organizer. But at the end of the day, that was not what really turned his crank. It was not what his passion was. His passion was leading people to Christ and moving people forward in their relationship with him. And people sense that difference if we're just running an organization for an organizational purpose versus running it for people. Uh, it becomes pretty obvious over a period of time. We might even be yeah. successful, 
but are we successful? I think one of the worst things is to be successful at the wrong thing. Yeah, you know, you can be successful good. at something, but you're actually successful at something that really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Right. Well, what makes me think think about it, there's a lot of things in ministry that we can really invest our time in. A lot of things that we can spend our time on. Where does spiritual leadership fall in that priority list of that? It's A1. We use the old process of how do you organize priorities. It's an A1 priority. A1 priority means that my number one job at the end of the day is to make sure that I've sensed God's work in and through me, that I've led our church, led people forward in their faith and their growth in Him, that we can see lives that are being changed, that uh, there's a person who used to be bound up by this area in their life, and now they're free, okay? Uh, here's a family who used to be torn apart by the devil. Now they're together, and their marriage is healthier than it's ever been. To see kids that could have gone off into a pathway that would have been destructive to them, or maybe they did, and they come back home like the prodigal son. These are things that really matter at the end of the day, and so that's A1 priority. And so even when we organize, even when we establish processes and procedures in our church, at the end of the day, it needs to be all about, did we impact people? Did it move people forward in their relationship with God? Do our goals reflect great. that the most important thing would be people? That's, that's great. great. Yeah, that's really good. You know, I, I'm thinking about for my own life, I know just over the years, something that I've become more aware of and placed a higher value on, and that is prayer. And, you know, it sounds a little silly to say that pastoring and being a ministry leader and involved with that, you know, this is a spiritual work. But I do think sometimes it is easy to get distracted by just maybe the things that need to get done. And again, the best practices and lose sight of the value and importance of prayer. Could you speak into that and really just maybe a reminder of, of how important that is? Yeah, we have to stop for a minute and think, okay, what, what are we doing here? This is, a, this is a spiritual battle that we're in because we're battling for the souls of people and for eternity. And so to engage in a spiritual battle, what we're doing is we're actually engaged in an invisible realm, okay? And that's important to us. Sometimes that we don't grasp that. We sort of think, about what we see in front of us, but actually, when you're a spiritual leader, you're dealing in the spiritual realm, okay? Yeah. And so the spiritual realm, there's an invisible, there are invisible kingdoms that exist. The kingdom of God, obviously, where God works by his spirit, the invisible God, but nevertheless true God. And then the invisible kingdoms of darkness that are at work. And so we're, to be able to rescue from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, we have to pray them into that. We can't, because prayer is what produces connection with God and prayer is what facilitates power to be released into people's lives in the spiritual realm. And so sometimes we can go through the activities of ministry and do externally what looks like is ministry. Uh, we're preaching a message or leading a worship song or running a class or teaching a class or you know running volunteers, whatever it might be. And externally, we're doing spiritual activity, but there's no power behind it. Yeah. Right? There's no supernatural power behind anointing. it. Anointing. Yeah, there's no anointing behind it. And so we're doing things that are, quote, ministry activities, but it's not having ministry impact. Wow. And there's a big difference in ministry activity and ministry impact. Wow. That's so good. Excellent. In the past, you've talked about spiritual leadership and how that equates to being able to bear spiritual weight. What are some practical ways that we can grow and being able to carry that spiritual weight as our spiritual leadership grows, so should our spiritual weight that we're able to carry, right? Yeah, spiritual weight. Let me talk about that just for a moment because what does that mean to have spiritual weight? We mentioned it a few moments ago in the in podcast today as well. To have spiritual weight means that I can be put in an area of responsibility and that I can be counted on to actually have a clear sense from God how to move forward, okay, because I have a relationship with him, and that I have the anointing of God to accomplish 
what it is that I'm seeking to accomplish, or at least I know how to connect with God for the flow of that anointing in my life. And that at the end of the day, there's a weightiness to what I do because it's actually creating impact upon our lives. Let me give you an example. Let's talk about a worship leader for a moment. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that can get up and lead a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people can lead a song, lead a song really, really well. Okay, they're skillful musicians. They can lead songs. They can lead a worship service in the sense of leading song after song after mm-hmm. song. But at the end of the worship service, or if you will, the song service might be a better way to say it, nobody is really connected to God any closer. They've yeah. all sang yeah. some nice songs, but they haven't been led into the presence of God. So when we talk about, for example, I'm just using this as, this as an example, we talk about a worship leader that has spiritual weight. We're talking about one that is able to catch the flow of the Spirit in a sensitized way and the boundaries of the environment that they've been called to lead in and actually use songs to move people toward God. So they have not just the skill of a musician, they have the spiritual weight to accomplish the ministry that is that they've been called upon to accomplish. And so that requires, again, a, a level of depth with God, relationship with Him, and and freshness with God, a kind of a current account with God to be able to do that. I love that because, you know, as you mentioned, you you can externally do all the right things, but not have the same effect, the impact, spiritual impact in people's lives. And that's what we're going for is the spiritual impact, the, the connection that they're going to have with God, right? Yeah. And it's not even something that the person themselves necessarily will feel, right. okay? Uh, because, you know, I, I'm reminded at times in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost came, the Bible says that in that upper room, uh, as the Spirit of God came in, tongues of fire set upon the heads of everybody in that room. Now, think about it. If a tongue of fire is sitting on your head, you can't see it. Mm. Yeah. Only other people can see it, right? Yeah. I can't see my own flame, wow. but I can see yours or mm-hmm. yours, or mm-hmm. I can see it's not there, okay? Yeah. <laughs> In yeah. terms of, oh, wow. you know, so a lot of times it's not about what you feel. It's not about how you even feel spiritually. Mm-hmm. I preach a lot of times when, you know, I didn't feel very spiritual at all. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't, it's not about what you feel. It's about what are you maintaining in terms of your relationship with God, your strength, your dependence upon the Holy Spirit, and to realize that I just need that flame in my life to be able to accomplish what God wants me to accomplish. That's good. And you, you made me think of, you know, not being able to see your the own flame and, and others to be able to see it is just the value of relationships and having people in your life that can see things that you can't see. Can you speak to that and and just the value of that when it comes to developing as a spiritual leader too? Absolutely. You cannot grow as a as a person. You can't grow spiritually. I don't care if you're a leader or a follower. You can't grow without other people. God designed us in such a way that it's not good to be alone, okay? Uh, it's unhealthy. When it, and one of the strategies of the adversary is to isolate people because when he isolates people from the flock of God or into their own world, that's when trouble begins. And so all of us need uh, relationships with people that can help us be aware of where our blind spots are. I think we'll even talk about that at a later time, the importance of self-awareness and spiritual awareness. But we develop in the context of community. If we don't have community there's no development, at least in, in the deepest sense of the word. Let's take that thought even further because it's possible to be in community but still not be open to people's input into your life. What, what are some of the attitudes that we can have to allow people to speak into our life? Because that's what really what we need even as spiritual leaders, right? Yes. All of us have been in a room before and there were a lot of people around, but we were still alone. We were in our own world because we weren't really open, connected to, for whatever reason, uh, that environment. So... To be able to benefit from community, you and I have to have this openness, this vulnerability, this uh, humility, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm not here to impress anyone. I'm not here to have people look at me. I'm here to, to, to discover the, the gifts in this community that can make me better, mm-hmm. okay? 
What is it about Jody that I can learn from him that will add value to my growth and my development? What can I add to Jody that will benefit him? Paul talked to the Roman believers in, in I believe it was Romans chapter one, where he said to them, I can't wait to get to you because when I get to you, I'm going to hopefully inspire your faith and you're going to inspire my faith. So there's a mutuality that happens in real community where there's teachability, there's openness, there's encouragement, there's the willingness to learn, there's humility. And I think out of that comes a vulnerability that allows us to just simply be ourselves at a level that we can now learn and grow and our blind spots can become more aware to us. Fantastic. Incredible insight, Pastor Dale, on spiritual leadership. As we close our episode today, any final words you would say to someone who's um, in that place where they're perhaps, they need to grow in their spiritual leadership? Well, my hand goes up on that one right there. All of us need to grow in our spiritual leadership. It's not, you never arrive. That's the thing. We never arrive because our relationship with Christ is a dependency, okay? And so if you've kind of slipped off the mark there, good news is Jesus loves you. He loves you. He cares about you. It's a good time to say, you know what? I'm getting back on track again today. So maybe your spiritual relationship with God hasn't been as strong as it needs to be. Just let today be your starting day. Let today be a say, you know what? All that stuff that has now been occupying my life, I'm going to lay it aside and I'm going to turn to Jesus. And I will tell you what, he will always meet you. The Bible says you draw near to God. He will draw near to you. That's great. Thank you, Pastor Dale. Yes, thank you, Pastor Dale. And thank you to all of our listeners today for joining us on this episode. And make sure to join us back next time for the Church Builder Podcast with Pastor Dale O'Shields. 